talk. My TED I'm talk. Sure you have my, my TED talk would just be, don't uh, become be a, a Bears fan. Yeah, that's probably what it would be. <laughs> that's so. basically what, what Sean's be. And my, yeah. Mine would be like, oh no, that's mine would be like, you have to. Um, this is why you should become a Browns fan. You know what I mean? So that oh, would be my, did, did your did your computer go off? Did you did you not follow protocol? Okay. I mean, I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs>
you took it easy on me. Now yeah. you're smiling. You're yeah, like, all yeah, right. Yeah, they yeah. are. They are going to mess it up. Of um, course. Uh, they, uh, you have to go in to, with the expectation that they're going to pick the wrong person. Oh, so. yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, um, anyways, to get into to dive into our topic today. Uh, so, our special guest here is Bree Bogutsky. See, as I'm reading my iPhone notes. Killed it. It's, it's, Great job. It's such an interesting uh, name to pronounce. Um, but Bree is our individual. Um, so welcome, Bree. Uh, uh, welcome to the podcast. Well, what are your pronouns, by the way? Yes. Yeah, so uh, my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And yeah, my name is Bree Bogutsky, and I am happy to be here. You can awesome. just call me Bree, though. <laughs> you know, that just makes it 10 times easier. So thank you very much. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I, we were deciding topics and I mentioned to Estefan, oh, we should, you know, I know this person, uh, you know, working through Special Olympics and, you know, I knew her sister, so I and started to get to know her family well and I was like, you know, Brie has such an awesome story. I think this would be perfect for the podcast. So, um, you know, and I showed Esteban kind of her feature and all that and uh, he was like, yeah, let's, th that sounds like a great uh, story and it could really apply to uh, many youth around. Um, so I guess my first question for you, Bree, is, um, so growing up, you, uh, were diagnosed with, um, what was the technical term? Yes. So I was diagnosed what, uh, so the DSM, the Diagnostic uh, and Statistical Manual for yeah. Mental Disorders, uh, there's five editions, and the fourth one was what I was diagnosed with, what they call PDD-NOS, which is Pervasive Developmental Disorder Not Otherwise Specified. Uh, now in the fifth edition, they just it, it, they just call it autism, and they have like three different levels. I'm not fully um, like educated on that. Yeah. I didn't really research much into that. But um, basically, PDD-NOS is on the autism spectrum, so I have autism, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay generalized anxiety disorder, um, and uh, just depression, stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, so we, the reason why we have you here today is like, and we'll get into this a little bit later, is you're, you know, you had all these challenges, but you've really made the most, and you've, you know, impacted lives, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, but uh, so this was, you were diagnosed like early childhood, right? Like I want to say five? Yes, I was diagnosed okay. at three with a um, speech delay and a developmental delay, and then at age five, I was diagnosed with, um, with autism. Okay, okay. So I was diagnosed at a pretty early age, and right away, um, my mom wanted to, to get me the help that I needed, so bless her heart, thank her yeah. for that. Um, Got me the help I needed, social skills, occupational therapy, speech therapy. Um, I was mainstreamed with one-on-one -on -one aid from kindergarten through eighth grade. And, okay. uh, yeah, just to get to where I am today and, and yeah. So uh, for our listeners out there who might not understand what mainstream is, can you kind of explain that? Yeah. So mainstream basically means that someone with a disability was put into a classroom with people who don't have disabilities. So it, they call it mainstreamed. I wasn't put into a classroom, like they call them self-contained classrooms. I wasn't put into a classroom that was about life skills or um, it wasn't with other people strictly with disabilities. Okay, okay. Okay. So um, how would you say, uh, you know, your disabilities, like how did they affect you when you were growing up? 
Well, with, um, I mean, for having a social, you know, disability, I'm actually very social, but I would say my disabilities really affected me in many ways growing up. You know, I never wanted to be different and I would tend to mask, you know, my autism and everything because I didn't want to be different. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to have friends. And so it was around sixth grade that my mom said, you know, Brie, you got to advocate for yourself. And so since sixth grade and on, I've been pretty open about my autism and the diagnoses that I, I face and my challenges and, and how, I, how I really try to overcome them. But I mean, when I was younger, I couldn't leave my house. Mm -hmm. Everything okay. was overstimulating for me. Um, I, I only spoke jargon. Um, I, I mean, my mom would take out the camera to record me and I would like hide my eyes. I, I, I just couldn't handle the flash with cameras. I couldn't handle basketball buzzers. My sister would be doing palms, doing dance for palms in the auditorium and mm -hmm. or the gym and I couldn't stand the buzzer because they'd be doing it during basketball games. Yeah. Yeah, so we'd be time. out in the hallway mm -hmm. uh, watching her from the little glass little boxes. Um, you know, so it's definitely affected me in a lot of ways when I was younger. Um, and then, you know, having OCD and anxiety is not, you know, and depression. I mean, that's that's not any fun either. But the challenges that I face um, when I was younger are definitely not the same challenges that I face today. I've gotten a lot of help. I've really, you know, progressed a lot, which I'm very thankful for. But now I face other challenges and you know that that's really hard as well you know just just trying to get by you know having mm -hmm. a lot of anxiety having a lot of depression and trying to find mm -hmm. healthy coping skills to you know try to get through that and overcome that and it's it's not easy and it's it's not a linear road you don't just go from point a to point b you can go from point a to point b to point a and a half and mm -hmm. point a point point a seven five or whatever i mean mm -hmm. you're yeah, not gonna always sure. you know you're gonna always backtrack and mm -hmm. for I, sure. I like that because um you know it, it's like a road map you know not everything's going to be perfect like i really like that you you know and i think that's probably something that you've learned over time is um you know just not everything's going to happen all at once and stuff like that whereas you know when i when i was a kid and i you know i've dealt with anxiety and depression myself like that's kind of exactly how I was thinking, like, oh, I have to be perfect all the time. I need to do this fast. And it just, um, you know, I just, as I learned more, I used, utilized all my resources. And, you know, if I had, let's say I had a bad month, you know, that turned into a bad week. Maybe that bad week then I'll, you know, turn into a bad day. And now maybe, you know, only for a couple hours a day, I'm able to, you know, I might have a little like trouble, but then I'm immediately like, hey, it's okay. I can get uh, I can get things going again. You're more resilient. That's really good. It, yeah. It's good to be resilient. Yeah, for sure. And it's almost like, you know, I think someone said this to me. It's like sometimes if you to reach your full potential, um, you kind of have to hit rock bottom because when you hit rock bottom, like you can, there's nowhere to go but you know bouncing back up, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and that's and that's kind of what I I've realized recently too. Yeah, and I I guess one of my things is um or one of my next questions is so you get this diagnosis i'm sure that you know you're growing up and you're seeing how these affect you and you kind of feel left out and all that was there a specific moment you know maybe it wasn't your first one your last one where you know you did something accomplishing and you know you were like hey why can't you know 
I'm just doing it just like everyone else. You know, why can't uh, you know? Why can't I do this? Was there a specific moment or time frame in your life that you saw that? Yeah, I yeah. My my brother and sister would do. He my brother would do like paintball tournaments. He'd do like basketball. You know, my sister would do basketball. Then she would do horseback riding, and you know, for a while they also my sister would do soccer. So. I would watch them go and play games and sports and, and do all these things and hang out with their friends. And it was like, I always wanted that. And my mom actually told me something. She said that my grandma um, would watch me look out the window while all the other kids were playing and I would whimper because it was like I wanted to be with them, but it was just too overwhelming for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I don't really remember that moment, but you know, I believe it happened. Yeah. And so, I would say, yeah, I was around like age nine. We, my mom found Special Olympics. Okay. And you know that that's kind of how I got into the the sports world with Special Olympics. Very nice. Do you remember like your first uh, first event or first activity that you did in Special Olympics? I do. Or? Yeah. When I was nine, I got into rhythmic gymnastics, and you know I was like the scrawny little shy kid that you mm -hmm. know you know was was performing and yeah. they'd always be like smile, and I just would be so anxious too. But mm -hmm. I loved it and. And, and being a part of Special Olympics was, was so amazing because it's such this accepting environment that's so inclusive. So you, you get to meet other, you know, athletes, parents, family and friends, you know, it, that all kind of understood what everybody was going through without actually meeting each other. And so it was like that camaraderie and that connection that was like, that that's just there. Mm -hmm. For sure. From your experience in, in Special Olympics, I mean, are there any like, unique opportunities that um, that like you value more than more than others or I I value all of my experiences I, I try to you know experience them all or value them all like the same because mm -hmm. you know they're all just so different mm -hmm. but yeah I mean I've done a lot of a lot of stuff with with Special Olympics and and just in my life in general um, you know, I went to the World Games in 2015, mm -hmm. and I did a unified project, and unified meaning people with and without disabilities coming together, and I did a, um, a unified music project, and so it was through Special Olympics and Coca-Cola for the 2015 Special Olympics World Games. It was the band OAR, the singer Cody Simpson, um, it was a, a, a young girl with Down syndrome named Madison Tevlin. And um, she wasn't a Special Olympics athlete, but she was a singer who got, um, who found like her voice through through singing and through a YouTube video singing uh, All of Me by John Legend. Okay. And so it was her and then it was me. And so all of us sang for, um, uh, for the, the World Games at the Los Angeles Coliseum. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, that summer. So yeah, like that was a really meaningful experience. And then also just, you know, this past year, I've been at Tennessee Wesleyan University, you know, just getting my bachelor's. So mm -hmm. um, even though that was a really tough two years for me being at, at, you know, away at college, you know, just for many different reasons, it was also very meaningful because I was included on their track and cross country programs and I got a scholarship to run and I was able to, you know, try to stay motivated and just try to finish what I came, you know, in with and, you know, mm -hmm. got my bachelor's degree. So. That's a that's a perfect transition. So, mm -hmm. Esteban and myself, we're currently training for a marathon. Yes, so we are. Oh my we, gosh, me too. 
Awesome. I haven't started yet, but okay, I'm well, doing it. I guarantee it. you I'm just are a, miles ahead of yeah, me, Sean. Yeah. So. 2022, yeah. I'm hoping to do the Chicago Marathon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing this one, uh, 2021. So I put my name in just on the off chance of it, of it happening, but me and Sean had agreed to do one together. Um, but my name got pulled, and they're like, yeah, yeah you're going like, to run you, it. You have to take that opportunity. So. It's fine. But no, we've been like texting back and forth, be like, hey. Your run sucked today. Hey, how was your it's run like, today? Yeah, you mine sucked. Yeah. Well, if you, sucked. If yeah, you guys like, ever want to run together, I'm down. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can do it. You guys are t- you're probably way too fast for me. She's too fast for us. I, I I really I haven't ran consistently in a while, but I mean I'd be. I'd be down to still, like, I can slow it down. I can still run. I'm always looking for running people. Unless yeah. you guys really don't want to, that's totally no, fine. No, I mean, I think it would be cool. Yeah. I just, I, I'd be nervous. Well, we're, oh, we, no. Yeah, we are starting. I try not to judge, so. We are starting a run club, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But I guess, so, so you know, you start, you start with rhythmic gymnastics. You know, you didn't do many sports. But then can you kind of talk about, how you were introduced to running and how that kind of helped you cope with your disability? Yeah, I... yeah, yeah. So so after rhythmic gymnastics, I eventually got into basketball, volleyball, powerlifting, okay. softball, all of Ooh, that. And I didn't do running at all. And so it was my sophomore year of high school that my really good friend, um, my, my best friend, her yeah. name's Elizabeth. Okay. And she was like, I, or she was in the hallway, I met up with her and I said, hey, you know, what are you up to? And she's like, oh, I'm going to, to track practice. What are you up to? And, and I was kind of going through some depression, and I said, you know, I'm probably just going to go home, go to bed. And she was like, you should really try out for the track team. And I, w- I literally just, like, stared at her, and I was like, why? I don't yeah. run, yeah. you know? And, and so she was like, you should really try it. So, I'm, you know, knowing me, you know, I, I try to be easygoing. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sure. So I went ahead and we went up to the coach and she's like, hey, Coach Anderson, Bree's interested in joining. And he was like, okay, welcome to the team. And I was like, wait, like that wait, fast, yeah. yeah, like <laughs> literally that yeah. fast. And I was like, wait, you're not gonna like sit down with me. You're not gonna like ask me like what my past running times are, which is zero. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you're, you're not gonna like tell me what this all entails. You're just gonna welcome me like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't understand, I you know. I that's a shock to the system, yeah. It, it was, especially because all I did was Special Olympics, which was so accepting. I didn't do anything yeah. that, you know, was for people with like, you know, that wasn't, or like I was, you know, I didn't do anything through junior high or high school. You know, I only did Special Olympics, Mm -hmm. so it it just, it really shocked me. And so I, it was the next day, I tried it out, and I was dying. But I ended up just trying to stick with it, Mm -hmm. and I, by my senior year, I cracked varsity. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 the only way I can explain running is, it's a love-hate relationship. Yes. And, but, but in a way, it makes you feel free. Okay. It does yeah yeah for me but I it's healthy it. It is. and it's healthy because it releases endorphins in your brain mm-hmm. so if i if i'm not yeah. running during this moving process i would just implode you know but mm-hmm. i've been, i think that's really helped me so yeah i, I definitely get what you're saying there. yeah and, and so i i then i ran at harper college for two years which Down was the great street from us woo go hawks yes yes and then after that, I got a scholarship to run at Tennessee Wesleyan for the other two years. And, and now I just try to run on my own when I can. And um, I'm, I have a half marathon, you know, next month in May that I'm right now planning on doing. 
Um, am I prepared for it? Not really, but I'm mm-hmm. just, you know, I'm like, it's, you know, I've ran long miles. I'm sure it'll be fine. And then I'm planning on right now doing the Chicago Marathon in 2022. That's amazing. Very nice. That's so, cool. yeah, I'm just trying to comprehend what we just heard. So you didn't even want to do sports growing up. And then you, you, you know, you no, sl- I did want to do run. sports. You didn't want to. I just okay. didn't want to run. Yeah, you didn't want, uh, yeah, I should say that. <laughs> you didn't want to. You didn't want to run. And then by the end of it, you have a scholarship to Tennessee Wesleyan. Like that's yeah. incredible. Well, and it was actually all on my own doing. I I literally saw all these people, you know, yeah. getting recruited to go run at North Central College, and I, you know, and, and I tried that out, but I was like, mm, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if they even want me, yeah. but that sounds cool, you know. I should, you know, mm-hmm. look. So I went on to North Central College and I filled out a recruitment form. Okay. And then I asked my coach, like, wait, does every school have recruitment forms? And my the coach at Harper College, you know, was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So I started looking up all these schools yeah. and, you know, like literally across the country, literally across the country. Yeah. And I went ahead and I, I just filled out all of these recruitment forms. I want to say I probably filled out probably over 40. And mm-hmm. I heard back from about like 20. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, not, not a whole lot of – I don't think I ever heard from any D1 schools, which is totally fine. But I, I did hear from a few D2 um, NAIA, which was Tennessee Wesleyan, okay. and then I heard a lot from D3 schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but I filled one out in, like, uh, Arizona. Um, I filled one out in Ohio, Tennessee, all over Illinois, Iowa. Like, I filled out all over. I did hear back from a school, two schools in Iowa. Yeah. I heard back from a school in called Ohio Northern. Okay. Uh, I heard from Tennessee Wesleyan. Nice. Uh, I heard from a bunch of schools in Illinois. I heard from Aurora. I heard from who else did I hear from? Um, I mean, I heard from like all over. So I, it was it was really crazy. I think I even got no. I actually no. It was it was a race at, that I was doing for Harper, mm-hmm. and I was talking to someone from Pennsylvania, Mansfield University, I believe. Okay. Right. Never filled out a recruitment form for them, but I guess he was looking at my my times. And he was like, here's my card, you know, we're interested in you. And that was a really cool feeling. So yeah. I heard from a lot of different schools, which, you know, really increased my confidence. You know, yeah, well, that was really cool. I think cool. it's just hilarious how you're like, well, I only heard from D2 and D3. Like, <laughs> the other day, like, you know, S1's like, yeah, I couldn't do the four and a half. And I'm just like, all right, I'll do it for the both of us. And it's just like. <laughs> I so, just got back from so, vacation. That's why I was like, I'm not doing the four and a half. Yeah, yeah, like, vacations are rough mm-hmm. for sure. Well, you got to also learn how to do self-care and. And, and, and that's something I'm still learning is, yeah. is self-care. I'm not perfect at it. It's not something you just learn overnight. Mm-hmm. If, you know, so you got to take that time for yourself. If you're not feeling, if you're not up to doing a run and you got back from vacation, don't push yourself. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I did, I, I ended up doing like a three mile instead of a four. It was supposed, our schedule said four and a half, but I, I flipped it. Um, okay, so you still oh, got and then, it, in. and then I there ran six. So yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's yeah. not it. Yeah, that's yeah. totally fine. I'm um, getting there. At least uh, while we're on the subject of running, because I feel like it's gonna just keep on coming up. A yeah, lot. why not? So <laughs> when when I run, um, th- like I I try to listen to like audiobooks and things like that, just because in my experiences, like if I don't have any any music or any anything to listen to, that negative self talk starts going of like why are you out here? Why are you running? Like, yeah. you're too heavy to run. This is not what you're built oh. for. You know what I mean? Too heavy in the sense of like, I got some muscle on me, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, you're not, you're not a runner, right? So how do, I don't know if you've, you've experienced like, you know, that while you're Anyone running. can run though. I just will put yeah. that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 100%. all mental. It's all mental. 
So I mean, do you do you have if you've experienced that? Like, how do you kind of combat you know that that negative self talk like mid run or you know even in life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I experience negative self talk on the daily, <laughs> a yeah. lot. You know, literally that that is something I am still struggling with. That's something I'm still working on. I'm, I'm um, no saint with that either. But I did. I I, I actually I um, started doing stuff with with Amita Behavioral Health. Okay. Um. So I was doing like a, an inpatient with them and an outpatient, and and it's really you get out what you put in. And so I really, mm-hmm. you know, I was really trying to learn. Yeah. And I what I learned is that's what they call automatic negative thoughts. They call them mm-hmm. ants. Um. And so it's just acknowledging. This is just a thought, mm-hmm. just an automatic negative thought, and that, you know, h- how can you change that to a more positive one? But th- that's definitely easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I, I, will, I will say that. It's easier said than done. That's something that I'm, I am still working on. But, you know, I, I just have a very good sense of, like, determination. So if I just, you know, if it's, like, running-based, I just think, like, I'm just, I'm doing it. Like, just keep mm-hmm. going, just keep going, yeah, you know? and. For sure. You kind of sometimes you have to think of yourself as like your own your own BFF, I guess. You know, it should be like you got this. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and then I know you mentioned um, uh, some. You know, you you got that uh, Coliseum experience with the Special Olympics and World Games, and be, being able to perform live on ESPN. Is there any other cool opportunities uh, that you've had through Special Olympics, through um, all this? I, I saw that you did a TED Talk at Harper, like. Yes, I did do a TED Talk um, through Harper College. That's one of my life goals, by the way. That's amazing. Oh yeah, no, I've Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to do one too. You know, I you know you'd be in class and they play this TED Talk and you're like, that's so cool. I'd love to do one. And it was literally like it just the opportunity was there. And it was you know, hey, you want to do a TED Talk? You know, TED Talks coming to Harper College and and uh, I don't know if someone like recommended it to me or something, um, or if I just saw it or but I think it was both. I think someone was like, hey, you know we've got this and then also I saw like flyers for it and I, I went ahead and I was like yeah I like I want to do a TED talk I could talk about my life and my life story living with autism mm-hmm. and I you had to like get nominated for it I guess through like this committee from like Harper and they went ahead and they chose several people including myself and and that that was really cool that was something I was very very anxious about mm-hmm. but I can only imagine oh yeah well because it's you know it's it's on YouTube as a TED talk and it, it's literally a TED Talk, even though it was at Harper, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, I, I went ahead and I did it, and I was really proud of myself for doing it. And it, it was it was a really great moment, really. That's like, my, that's like my favorite joke. Like, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard this, too. It's just like you're, you're talking about something or saying something, and you're like, thank you for attending yes. my TED Talk. Thank you for coming. That is one of my favorite, <laughs> absolute yeah. favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, so That's amazing, honestly. Like I said, that's, I feel like that's kind of always been – I, I wouldn't have anything to really talk about, but I'm like, it would just be cool to do a TED Talk. My TED I'm talk, sure you have. My, my <laughs> TED Talk would just be, don't uh, become a, a bear spin. Yeah, that's probably what it would be. That's so. basically what, what Sean's me. And my, yeah. Mine would be like, oh, no, that's mine would be like, you have to um, – this is why you should become a Browns fan. You know what I mean. So that oh, did, did your did your computer go off? Did you did you not follow protocol? Okay. I mean, I thought I did. <laughs> That's fine. My so bad. now we're now we're even. A phone call went off. And uh, yours was more obnoxious. That's than true. Mine. That was just a simple, so, subtle Microsoft yeah, we, Outlook. Mine was like a full-on boom. Yeah, we definitely could have grazed over that. Yeah. And no one would have known. But anyway, um, 
Bree, uh, your your story is amazing, and um, just getting to hear it and and meet you is it's been awesome. Um, how do you kind of like just continue to keep like a positive attitude all the time? You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I I don't know. I my parents. I mean, I'm not a very religious person, but my parents like to say that I have angels that look out for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I just I I really try to see different perspectives in life and and just see, you know, like, I, I just try to see, like, why I could keep going. And, and I just have, you know, thankfully I have a great support system. I get, you know, there's opportunities, but also, and I, I don't just get opportunities that come to me. I also work for them as well. But I, I just, you know, I just try to see different perspectives. And I think that helps me, you know, try to keep going. I try, I try to be positive. I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't always work out, but mm-hmm. I do try my best to, to, to try to, to keep going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then what would, um, what advice would you give youth and young adults who, you know, right now maybe they are struggling with accepting their disabilities or their mental health struggles? What, what advice would you give to them? I would say it's not easy, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, having a disability or having a mental health struggle is just a part of who you are. It's not who you are, but it's a part of who you are. And it's once you realize that and you learn to love and accept yourself for who you are, you, it, the mindset will, will be a lot better. Um, you know, and, and just by accepting it, it doesn't mean all your worries and struggles are gonna go away, because they're not. But just accepting it and realizing that it's a part of who you are well, is definitely a step in the dire- direction mm-hmm. and, and it can make things easier. You know, and and the thing is, is everybody's got something. Everybody's got issues of some sort. My mom likes to say, you know, everyone's got issues. Some people hide it better than others. Mm -hmm. And so it's just realizing that nobody's perfect, you know. So it's just realizing. Insert Hannah Montana. Sorry. (laughs) Nobody's perfect. You teed that one up for me. Yes. Everybody, or what is it? Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. I don't know if I'm going to dance for you guys, but yeah. But no, it's just learning that, you know, nobody's perfect and, and everybody makes mistakes and, yep. and, you know, we, we've all got, we all got something, we all got issues. It's, it's learning how we can handle it. Mm-hmm. Yes. How can you best cope with it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think we got one more question for you. Yeah. Um, we, we, we were kind of talking a little bit about it before we, um, started recording, but, um, what are, uh, what are some goals that you have in life moving forward? I like to take life as it comes the mm-hmm. best I can. So I don't have like a set thing of this is what I want to do because, you know, I'm always, you know, new, new, um, I can't think of the word, new opportunities come up, new, uh, like, like interests come up. Yeah. So, I mean, every, I feel like things change. So, I mean, I don't have like a set thing, but I do at the same time, you know. So I would say... I, I, I would say I, I do have some goals, but I do try to go with where life takes me the best I can. But I would say some of my goals, I would love to get more into music and into singing. Okay. Um, I want to start doing, um, I still want to keep running. I want to try to do track and field through Special Olympics. I want to continue Special Olympics. I'm a part of the um, athlete leadership mm-hmm. with Special Olympics, so I'd like to continue that. Um, you know, just doing stuff like this, you know, advocating on, on autism, disabilities, mental health. Um, 
yeah, just, just, you know, just kind of goals that everybody else has, you know, wanting to, to have independence, you know, have a good job, mm-hmm. you know, be able to, to be financially stable, stuff like that. So, For yeah. Sure. Have you ever done, like, any coaching through Special Olympics? Or? I have not, but that's something I actually was, was thinking about. I was telling my mom, I thought it would be so cool if I could start my own running group or my own running team mm-hmm. and just have anybody from anywhere we can all like just meet up and like go for runs and then do like special Olympics competitions or competitions that are in the area that yeah. are for every anyone and and it would be cool to have like my little team go to like you know big major running events I just mm-hmm. think that'd be so cool but that, that's just kind of like a nice little dream. I don't know if it'll happen or not, you know, but yeah. it's it's nice to, to dream and to, you know, it could happen, it could not happen, but, mm-hmm. you know, so to try to be realistic, but also to think like, if that's something that I want, how can I get there? If it doesn't work out, don't beat yourself up over it. But I think that would be really cool to, to coach with Special Olympics as well as participate. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was actually a perfect transition because mm-hmm. – you mentioned something about starting a running book or running club, excuse yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Esteban, yes. you have news for us on that. I do. So um, in our Hanover Township service area, so we uh, we serve in different areas our, under our CYS grant, um, but I work very closely uh, with Hanover Park, um, and we actually started a running group um, in the Tangle, Greenbrook Tanglewood area, um, and so we've had some great runs so far and a lot of participation I think we're up to like 11 people in the group Um, so we put that on with Hoffman Estates uh, Dick Pond store Um, they were awesome and and coming out every week and you know it's a walk to run at first so they're they're kind of helping out with the timing and all that and uh, yeah and they actually were able to get us sponsored by um, Hoka um, Ono Ono which is not 1-1 by the way did you know that no. Yeah, it's Hoka Ono Ono. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, um, it's been an awesome experience. So, I mean, if you're in the area, definitely feel free to come out and run because um, uh, anybody's welcome, and, and we're always just kind of looking to, uh, to serve more people. Um, and then at the end of uh, this eight-week session, we're actually going to have a 5K. So, um, Sean, if you want to run a 5K, Bree, if you want to run oh, a 5K. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm done, down to run with you know, mm-hmm. with oh, anyone. Yeah. The 5K, are there still, um, are you are you talking about the KYC one? No, this oh. is, this is a, our own our own 5K. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, we There's that KYC one, too. Yes, there is. Yeah. I, 5K sounds fun. Yeah. Are they, I think, last time they checked registration, they're almost, the in-person ones are almost all filled up, right? Um, our, our group will be meeting in person, so um, essentially right now, um, the, bit, the registration portion is okay. just registering for the group. Um, but yeah, you get to you get to show up, run, and if if listeners, you know, if you're nervous about running, mm-hmm. everybody runs at a different pace. So we got people up in the front, we got people in the middle, we got people on the back. Division two, division three. Yes, division Sean two, and Esteban. Sean and Esteban. Exactly. Big difference. So uh, yeah. I've been I've been doing pretty good. I've been hanging around in the middle of the pack. You know what I mean? I have right. the whistle, so I got to blow the whistle to let everybody know when to stop running and and et cetera. So I gotta kind of be in the middle, but. Uh, but yeah, it's um it's a lot of fun. So if you if you're looking to do that, feel free to come out. Um, so again, extending the invitation to Sean and Bree right now. So we'll see if they uh, they yeah. show up. That and maybe the KVC one. Yes, we also have. We were, a, where do you guys meet? We meet at uh, Springwood Middle School in Hanover Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wait, when do you guys meet? I'm so sorry. It's on Wednesdays at six thirty. Wednesday six. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the hu- is it hustle for health? 
I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Uh, you can. Uh, there's a. You can sign for a 5K. It's a big fundraiser mm -hmm. um, at Kenneth Young Center. You can just go to uh, kennethyoungcenter.com um, if you are. Uh, if you need information for that. Um, so yeah, real quick to close it out. I thought we could do a rapid fire like best running experience and your worst running experience. Mm -hmm. All right. I got my best one and my worst one, so I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, do it. Okay, I'll go next, because I got right. mine already. I'll start. I, I was just thinking, I'm like, I'm going to start with the worst one. I'm like, isn't this a whole podcast about positivity? But my, I think my worst one was that first day of speed work for high school cross country. Like when it's like, you know, in grade school, it's like a nice, even pace. But then, you know, high school, you know, the intensity from middle school in grade school mm -hmm. athletics to high school, you know, when they're doing it every day and stuff. When my coach came up and he's like, we are going to do uh, 18 400s today. Oh, gosh. oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I had never experienced a workout like that. And I was ready to quit that day, but somehow I came back. Um, How did you frame a positive mindset to stay on the team? Wow. Look at that question. Wow. Yeah, that's know, great. Right? It's, man, it caught me off guard. Sean, that's why I make the big I questions. just said, hey, I went, I did it, and you know what? I kind of, kind of what Bree was saying, you know, I couldn't happen all in one day. And, um, you know, by the end of the season, I was much better prepared for workouts like that and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of how I framed it, uh, positivity. And I, was, I wasn't the fastest guy on the team by any means, but I knew I had a role that I could show, hey, if you work really hard and get improvement, it, uh, it could be done. And that's uh, exactly what I did. Just stuck with it, try to keep a positive attitude. And then I think, honestly, my, my favorite one uh, was probably the half marathon I did mm -hmm. with uh, Marianne last year. You know, and that had a whole new element, you know, uh, of the pandemic. And, you know, it, it, it's not easy running 13 miles just with no crowd. Mm -hmm. So... That was definitely, I think, my most accomplishing. And, you know, uh, here we are one week later. I'm like, all right, you know what? Or one year later, excuse me. All right, we're going to do a marathon now. Mm -hmm. So, Which you didn't want to do. I'm the one who forced you to do you it. You did. You challenged me. I you did. challenged me. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. So, You're welcome. You know, we're almost done with base training, so hopefully that will continue to go. All mm -hmm. right, Bree. All right, so I've got the worst story the the best story and then i have the worst that turned into the best yeah wow like what that. a curveball yes. all right yes. let's hear it so my worst one was when we were doing so you know it's tennessee they got mountains so if you're talking about hills tennessee's got hills mm -hmm. oh, we've got goodness. this major 800 meter hill and so we were running up and down it a few times and so i was it was one of the times i was running up it and in my peripheral vision, I just saw this black dot. And I'm like, okay, it's like a fly. Goes in my mouth while I'm uh. running. It's in the back of my throat. I'm literally like, you know, trying to like swallow it down. It's not going down. <laughs> I feel it. And I'm like, wait, what if it's a bee? What if it's stinging yeah. me? Oh my, yeah. oh, my gosh. Still don't know what it was. So I literally go, Coach Roberts, I need water. Yeah. And then the team started making fun of me because apparently it sounded like I said waiter. I need waiter. Mm -hmm. So then he's like, well, come and get it. So then I ran up the hill and I grabbed water and I just drank down this bug. So that was not a good experience. Yeah, My, I keep thinking of uh, when yeah. you said it was like a bee or something. 
I should have said this probably could have been a worse one too. But one time I was in cross country and I was uh, we were running. This was eighth grade. Uh, kind of stepped on a beehive. Runner behind, runner behind me got stunned 13 times. Oh. I have never felt so bad in my life. Terrible. Yes, it was not good. But let me tell you all, Sean is a lucky dude. He wins a lot of competitions and he wins a he just you're a lucky dude. So it makes that. sense that you're the one who steps on it, but the person behind you. Oh my gosh. So what what a positive sense. what a positive outlook on that. Yes. Um I would say my best one is when I got um the 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 record for the ten K for Harper College in two thousand and nineteen. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or no, sorry, two thousand and eighteen. Or is it 2017? I think it was 2017, 2018. So one of those years. Um, And then the other story was in October of 2019, we were in uh, uh, North Carolina for a race. And it was cross country and there was about over 300 girls in this race. And so we turned the corner and someone caught the back of my shoe and I lost my balance and I fell and slid forward on the gravel. So I'm running and I look down and there's blood all over my hand and blood all like my, my knee all the way down my, my foot, just bleeding. And I'm like, well, I'm not stopping running. So I finished the race and I ended up having to get like seven stitches between my hand and my knee, mm-hmm. but it was the fastest 5k I've done in my life so far. It was a 1914. Wow. That's amazing. I am not at that time. I'm not even close to that. Time. I don't know if I'm at that time right now, so it's okay. And, well, you said you stopped, and maybe, you know, if you train for this marathon, you'll get back up there. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, it's so hard not to do it with a coach, you know? Yeah. When you're out there all by yourself, it's such a game changer because at least, like, you're with friends, you're with teammates, and then you kind of, when you get past, you, you're just like, all right, I'm out here by myself. Nobody is holding me accountable. That's why Esteban and I regularly text each other because we know that you know, we help pull each other accountable. That's so. awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say you, you both have a lot more uh, experience than I do as far as, like, stories-wise. But yeah. my worst one, I would probably say um, it's not, like, super funny or anything. But uh, it, was, it was earlier this week. Was it Monday I texted you? It was, like, it was like 7 in the morning. Like, I'm, I'm doing my run, and then, like, like – Oh, it just one. was not feeling it. it was not feeling yeah. it at all. And like mid run, I like, I had like, I have an Apple watch. And I just like stop and I'm like, pull up Sean's name. I'm like, running sucks. Like I hate it. Like yeah. I was at the point where like, I didn't like, I just couldn't do it. Like I come off. So Saturday I did six miles, uh, Sunday I rest. And then Monday I did like a light walk and I was feeling good. And so I thought I'm going to come back and, and kill it, but mm-hmm. not the case. So, um, but my best running story it would be um i think it's just because like a, it's a pleasant memory for me it was just like a nice it was like a cool experience um we actually did it was me and my sister we ran together and uh the program said to just do six and a half um but we actually just we started running it was like um it was it was like a it was a cooler day but it was still kind of warm out and so um we ran out, we went out started running and then out of nowhere it just kind of started raining um which was very nice it just felt very nice and very freeing like like yeah. you mentioned earlier um but we we miscalculated our route and we actually did nine miles um, oh wow yeah but we actually ran it very fast um because okay. of the rain and because of the just 
but uh sometimes yeah. the weather helps mm-hmm. so it was it was or re- hurts it depends on which one but i it, sometimes it's nice when you're running and it just rains yeah I, if, it, if it's running and it rains amazing i can do it if it's raining and i need to start a run i won't do it i feel so yeah. i feel yeah. so powerful when i'm running when i'm raining I'm right? like nobody else is out here yeah. but me <laughs> you know? yeah but uh that would probably be my 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 best or favorite experience because it was it was a lot of miles and um it was just a it was a pleasurable experience so very nice very nice all right so um with that i think that kind of wraps up our uh podcast uh for today um brie again just want to say thank you for coming on oh thank you Uh, for having me your story is very inspiring um and you know it's awesome how you uh been able to keep a positive outlook and uh you know and it just doesn't and also how you use running to kind of get over that too um it doesn't have to be running it can be any type of um you know physical activity it could be singing yoga yoga, any extracurricular yeah Mm -hmm. um i just uh so i just know that you know running really is kind of all uh big for the three of us but yeah with that um can if, if people are more interested in your story and kind of what you're doing with Special Olympics, is there uh, anywhere they can follow you on social media? Yeah, it, if you just look up my name, Bree Bogutsky, it's uh, B R E E, and then my last name is B O G U C K I. If you just look me up, you can find a lot. So awesome. yeah, awesome, mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, you have anything else to say us about? No, here? thank you for coming, Bree. We really appreciate it, and uh, it's great to hear your me. story and meet you. All right, and we're out. Catch you next time. Oh, thank you.